Thessalonians. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. Today, by the grace of God, we shall continue where we stop with a message titled, All Men and all things are not equal. Say that with me. You're saying that like you're not fully persuaded. Say with me one more time. All men and all things are not equal. I told you that we are created equal, but we're not born equal and will not die equal. And we will not finish equal. All men and all things are not equal. This is the part two of the message. Yesterday, after over a year, I had the opportunity of visiting my mother's final resting place. I want to thank architect Niyi Tanimola for a job well done. The moment he finished it, he sent it to me via WhatsApp, but I'd never physically been there because I'd not gone to Abelkuda since my mom was buried, her remains was buried. I needed to reconcile some things on the inside of me. Do you understand me? If I had my way, she would not go. But she was old enough to go. 108 years, she had done well. And she had lived a good life, and she addressed a son who continued to trumpet to the world about her values. But yesterday, I got in there with my wife, and uh, some of the Amobirers went with us, and I stepped into that place, and I said, Mama, keep on resting in peace. But I noticed that of all the tombs, in that memorial arcade, hers was the most elevated. I did not give any specification to the architect who did it. She did it on, he did it on three levels uh, with some white, uh, is it granite, whatever it is, and some beautiful things there. And then the picture of Mama was the biggest and the largest in all of the memorial arcade in that house. And I stopped and I said, Mama, even in death, you still tower above them all. And when I was reporting back to Olubumi as we were on the way, I said, do you know what I noticed when I got there? This woman was still uh, at the top, even at death. And she said to me, she lived the longest. She weathered the worst of storms. She fought a good fight. Do you understand me? Uh, my father's resting place was there. He passed on in 1957. My stepmother's resting place was there. And God knows I did not tell the architect what to do. Yesterday was my first time of seeing it. I said, even at death, you towered above them all. I want you to please turn your Bible with me. So three portions of scriptures this morning, all in the New Testament, to convince those who say I only know Old Testament, that I know the New too. (laughs) 
A friend of mine once said that in Georgia. He said, you know, I really love you, a powerful preacher, but you seem to quote more from Old Testament than New. And I looked at him. I said, what has your new produced? (laughs) Because the old contains the new, and the new unfolds the old. One unfolds the other, the other unfolds. Different words. One, the old unfolds the new. E-N-F-O-L-D-S. And the new unfolds, U-N-F-O-L-D-S. But I will limit myself to three scriptures in the New Testament this morning. And I'm going to read them all. Even if that's all I do today, that's fine by me. I want to convince you beyond any reasonable doubt that all men are not equal. If I get to the consulate in Abuja and I want to have the honor you have, I'm an idiot. Because I'm not a consular general. Do you understand me? Uh, But I can come in and have a red carpet. Because I know him. Not because of me. His country sent him here, did not send me. So if I do gradade, they will show me the way out. (laughs) Matthew chapter 17 verse 1 to 9. Matthew chapter 17, beginning from verse 1 to 9, he reads, and I quote, Now, after six days, Jesus took who? I cannot hear you. You just, you just borrowed the name. That's not you. Peter, and that's your namesake. Uh, if you didn't bear that name well, you won't, uh, you won't, nobody will name you Peter. Uh-huh. If you read the verse before verse 1, chapter 16, the last verse, Jesus said there, there are some who are standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of God come in. As surely I say to you, he said, there are some standing here who shall not taste death Till the citizen of man coming in his kingdom. Hello, somebody. Are you listening to this? Can that statement be true? Huh? That there are those who are standing there that will not taste death until they see the Son of God come in his power and in his glory. Everybody will say, How long are you going to live then? How long are we going to live for before you return? The same mistake Peter made when Jesus said, How about if I leave John till I return? He said, How about this one? When is he going? He said, I'm going to leave him till I return. He did not know that there's still more revelation about Christ that will not be revealed until the island of Patmos. That none of them who followed him had a clue about until he would reveal it. Okay? So after six days that he made this statement, he now came forth in his power. So that they can see the real Jesus. Not the one they have been following. Do you understand me? He came in his power. Showing them what the new man will look like. Not the fallen man. Verse 1. Now after six days. Jesus took Peter, James and John his brother. And led them up on a high mountain. By themselves. And was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as the light. If you read other, other portions of scripture, it says, there's no dry cleaner who could ever make the clothes as bright as that. Except God. Because he did it in the wilderness and they didn't have to dry clean their clothes. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Odara la chipa gometa. Eh. Odara la chipa gometa. Hmm. Okonfu on. Okonfu Mose. Okon yokufe. Okon yokufe lija. Okon yokufe. Okon yokufe lija. Okon yokufe lija. Number one, Peter did not know why they were there. That they were representing what Paul will write about later. That the dead in Christ will rise first. And those of us who are alive will be caught up together and simultaneously.
simultaneously will appear before the Lord. They are not getting there before us. We are not getting there before them. Moses had asked him, show me your glory. He said, Mm-mm, you can't see me. And then he showed up on mantra's glory and said, yes, he wanted to see my face. Here it is. It's one day unto the Lord. Let's read. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. As suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, shut up, Peter. It's not about Moses. It's not about Elijah. They have done their own part. Don't you know? The law and the prophets were until John. They've done their part. One stopped on this end of Jordan. That was Moses. I will not cross this Jordan with you. Law had to finish here because it would take grace to go the other side. And grace had to come from the other side. Elijah hit the Jordan, which is Mantu, and he came to join Moses where he finished. Do you understand this? Do you get what I'm saying? It's not about them. It's about Christ. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Now, he didn't say this when he was baptized in River Jordan. He simply said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He had not been tested. He cannot be hurt. He had to be sent into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil 40 days and 40 nights. And he returned to Galilee in the power of the spirit and his fame spread abroad. God does not use untested vessel. So the statement he began in Jordan, he concluded on man transfiguration. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, and do not be afraid. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one. One way, one way, only one way to heaven. One way, one way, only one way to heaven. I am so glad. I am so glad that Jesus is the way. They saw no one but Jesus only. Now as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. Is that clear to you? And Peter did not say anything until Second Peter, when he said, We have not followed cunningly devised fables. We were eyewitnesses of his majesty on the mountain top. They did not have what it takes to sustain that revelation. So keep quiet until the Holy Spirit comes inside of you because you will become a false witness. Because you don't even fully understand. You can't preach it now. Second scripture, Romans chapter 9. Verse 1 to 16, Romans 9, 1 to 16. I could stop here and just give you the summary of it if you don't love reading the Bible. So we are reading too many scriptures today, Pastor, because you don't read at home, we have to read in church. Romans 9, 1 to 16. I tell the truth in Christ, I'm not lying. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart. Why, Paul? For I could wish that I myself were cursed from Christ for my brethren, my countrymen according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertain what? Number one, the adoption. Number two, the glory. Number three, the covenants. Number four, the giving of the law. Number five, the service of God. Number six, and the promises. And number seven, continue. Of whom are the fathers, and from whom, according to the flesh, Christ came, who is over all the eternally blessed God. Amen. But it is not that the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel. Hello, I'm going somewhere. Yes, I say all men are not equal. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm coming back to ask you questions. Why would Jesus take only Peter, James, and John?
Now are they all children because they are the seed of Abraham, but in Isaac your seed shall be called. That is, those who are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time I will come and Sarah shall have a son. Oh wow, I wish you were here in the morning service. Sir Abraham just woke up one day and saw something had happened to him. He was tying his wrap and he said, what has happened? And quickly ran to Sarah before long. Bam! The womb that was dead came alive again. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one man, even by her father Isaac, for the children not yet been born, hello, no, haven't done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him who calls. It was said to her, the older shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau I have hated. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever we have mercy, and I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. So then, conclusively, this is the conclusion. It is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. By means of strength shall no man prevail. Kubagira gira, kubagira gira. Ungu boto luwa yosefu mi kubagira gira. Etumbeo kubagira gira. Miogbao kubagira gira. Ungu boto luwa yosefu mi kubagira gira. By means of strength. Shall no man prevail why the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. Do you understand this? Let's read the last portion of scripture. First Corinthians chapter 9, that's very short. First Corinthians chapter 9, beginning from verse 24 to 27. First Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. Do you not know that what? I can't hear you. What is the meaning of those? What is the meaning of those? Many people all participate those, not one person. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run by one receives the prize? Hello. Those people all run unto your max. Get set. They've all been practicing. Or else they will not be in the race. Each of them desire to win. Or else they will not participate. Until your mask get set. Bam! Go! And they all begin to run. Many are called, few are chosen, some are frozen. Something will happen to them on the way. That one by one they start falling by the wayside or they start gasping for breath. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run but one will obtain the prize? Do you, and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate enough. There are some things he cannot eat. There are some things he cannot drink. There are some disciplines he had to go through. He must, he must be practicing almost on daily basis. <laughs> you cannot eat. But the am like an equity man. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And they say, we are going to run marathon. And you bring your oyokuyoku. Oyokuyoku. I'm running the race too. Do you understand me? If you get to an Ekiti man's house and say you are hungry, and he goes, there's no food at home. It's only rice that I have. Uh, okay, man. Because if it is not pandemic, it's not food. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> it's called Ekiti Kete. And everyone who competes for the prize... It's temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But we for an imperishable crown. 
Therefore, I run doors, not with uncertainty. I'm not purposeless. I know why I'm doing the things I'm doing. I know where I'm going. I'll reach my goal. I'll fulfill my destiny. I do not run with uncertainty. Now do I beat the air? Like I'm punching an empty bag and just living imaginary and having imaginary victory in the same sport. This is one of the reasons why I don't do threadmill. I don't like to be in the same position traveling. I'm doing seven miles in one spot. How many miles have you done seven? Oh, Lord, do. <laughs> I'm not saying it doesn't work for you. I don't want to ruin my knees. Let me read. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus, I fight, not as one who beats the air. I'm not concerned about others. I discipline my body. I'm bringing it into subjection lest when I've preached to others, I myself. I myself should become disqualified. King James Version said, be a castaway. The three texts of scripture we just read are indicative of three significant facts about life. These three texts of scriptures are indicative of three significant facts about life. Number one, God deals with us differently as he deems fit. <laughs> Do you really know that until you know who Christ is, you cannot know who you are? You say, yeah. Do you really know that? That until you know who Christ really is, you cannot know who you really are. Give me Matthew 16 verse 13. I'll come back to these three points. Matthew 16, 13, but please give it to me in the message translation of the Bible. Matthew 16, 13. Please pay attention. When Jesus arrived in the villages of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, what are people saying about who the son of man is? Then say, then say. They reply, some think it's John the baptizer. Some say Elijah, some Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. He pressed them. You see, that's, you will not see that in the next. He pressed them. He's putting them under pressure to see what they know about him. He pressed them. Are you bound by the same public opinion of other people that I'm Elijah, I'm, I'm Jeremiah, I'm one of the prophets? He praised them. And how about you? Who do you say I am? Simon Peter said, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus came back. God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get that answer out of books or from teachers. My father in heaven, God himself, let you in on this secret of who I really am. Now that you know who I'm really now, now, now I'm going to tell you who you are really are. Until you know who Christ really is, you don't know who you really are. Others will paint a picture of who you are, you will jump to please them. You like to fit into their clique and their club. Do you understand me? Because you don't know who Christ really is. You don't know who you really are. Until you know who Christ really is, you really don't know who you are. Because you are supposed to be beholding the image of God in the mirror and be transformed from, 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 from glory to the glory to glory by the spirit of the living God. Do you know God? Do you really know who Christ is? All you do is just come to church. I'm putting you under pressure today as Christ did for his disciples. Do you really know who he is? If you know that God is faithful, why do you fret about finances? I like what Mike said in the morning. He said, God, God knows that we cannot build the citadel. That we don't have what it takes to build the citadel. Then he gave us the assignment because he will build it by himself. And then we start clamoring. Is this not too much? Is this not too heavy? Is this not this? Is this not that? And, and, and now we, 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 how do you tell the word that in a recession, 
we had a, a contract for 10.8 billion and we have done 9.6. It used to be 9.3, it's now 9.6. And it's increasing more because we are paying more next week. And you know you have not given. Some of you did your best. I told you from day one, this is a fate project. Number two, it will not stop until it finishes. How many times have they threatened to stop? I know they can't. And number four, the day is dedicated. Nobody will be owed a dime. Amen. Where is the money going to come from? I spent from the pocket of Jehovah. your neighbor until you know who Christ really is you really can't find out who you really are so what is the first lesson from this text of scripture number one God deals with us differently as he deems fit all apostles were equal but seemingly some are more equal than others before the 70 were sent out I called them apostolic eaglets in Luke chapter 10 before the 70 were called also representing the nations of the earth because 12 is the number of governments 70 is the number of nations that's why when they got to Elim there were 12 wells and 70 palm trees and that's why God gave the prescription to Moses and said bring 70 elders after the 12 tribal leaders bring 70 elders to me on the mountaintop so I can take of the spirit that is in you and put in them why? 12 is the number of government 70 is the number of nations so before he sent the 70 out he chose how many from among his disciples? Twelve. They were called the apostles of the Lamb. Twelve of them. You understand? Then out of the twelve, he had an inner circle of three. These three musketeers followed him everywhere. At any time, if you don't find any other disciple or apostle, you find these three. They followed him all through the Garden of Gethsemane. They were always there with him. They were man transfiguration. Peter, James, and John. The three musketeers, they were there. And out of the three, he now chose one. And he called him the disciple Jesus Lord. You still believe all men are equal? <laughs> Hello? Oh, Jesus is partial? It's difficult for you to swallow that all men are not equal and all things cannot be equal. Don't let economists deceive you and say, settle his parables, all things being equal, they know they cannot be equal. The story was told of an angel of God that was sent to the earth to go check the condition of the earth. And when he reported back in the throne room, he said to God, there's Hurricane Katrina in America. There's earthquake in this place. There's disaster in that place. But Africa is green. And all the spring waters are just flowing. I saw everything quiet and calm and wonderful. And God called. <laughs> he said, yes, Lord, what is that? He said, wait till you see their leaders. They are worse than hurricanes. They are worse than, than earthquake. Wait till you see their leaders. Another story of a man, I shared this with you many years in the days of our bachelor. I cut to the message this hell of a nation. Of two friends who were on a bike and they were riding so speedily and both of them died. They found themselves in hell. But one is American, the other is African. The first one said, please, I don't want my people to come here and let me make a call to them that hell is real. And he gave him the phone and he made a call. Two minutes, he had finished. He said, please tell everybody, hell is real. Nobody should come here. It's terrible. And they called the African. 
the Nigerian I said in that, and they gave him the phone. And I said, Anna, you did there, making a hair with two eyes. How many ears do you have? Eh? You know, waiting Papa, they tell us. <laughs> Hell, they really making a call my friend Amaka, call my friend Odumegu, uh, call my friend this one. I want to talk to everybody. And he spoke for three hours. Then it was time to pay their telephone bill. And they turned to the American and they said, pay your bill. You spent $50,000. He said, for two minutes? He said, yes. And they turned to the African Nigerian and said, pay your five cents. And the American was so furious. How could I have spoken for two minutes? You are charging me $50,000. And he spoke for three hours. You are charging him five cents. They said, he made a local call. Just <laughs> long distance. He's hell of a nation. He made a local call. You understand me? I'm not, I'm not kidding with you. What else do you say about our nation except hell on earth? The Bible says the wicked shall be thrown into hell. And all nations that forget God. See the commander in chief speaking like he's in charge. This is what the lesson they had to learn because the church is not rising to tell them the truth. If you could fix it, why not fix it before now? Only God can fix the situation of Nigeria. And he's raising a new breed without greed. He's grooming them where nobody knows they are now. They may come out of prison tomorrow like Joseph. They may be in captivity in Babylon like Daniel. They may be in the, queen's pa- in the king's palace like Esther. But one by one, he's going to bring them out and flush these idiots out of power. I'm sorry, I apologize. I take the world back. I'm flushing these people. I take the world back because they are worse than idiots. God deals with us differently. He knows how he has graced you. I can't stand it when politicians promise what they cannot deliver. I can't stand it. I would rather have appreciated the commander-in-chief had come out and said, Nigerians, we all need to call upon God now and trust him to help us so that strategic men can be in strategic places, not ministerial slots. I will see what, what miracle and what magic they will perform. Without God, you can do nothing. Yes, sir. I'm not talking about just going to the mosque and, and deceiving yourself with your test. I'm not talking about just coming to church and making some incantations you call Psalms. I'm talking about knowing God so that with a stretch arm, it can come and intervene in our situation. The days of Habakkuk were much more terrible than our day. And yet God showed up. I'm about to do a thing in the nations. The ears of those who hear it would tingle. Uh, I'm, and that's why I stopped talking to you. Tell your neighbor, God does not deal with us equally. Can you say that Jesus dealt with all the apostles equally? Why would he take three and leave nine to be battling with devils? By the time he came back, they couldn't cast out one single devil. And he said, oh, you of perverse, oh, you of living faith, you of perverse generation. He was talking to the nine apostles. How long shall I be with you? Do you know, only John was in the council when he was being tried. The rest scattered. He was trying to bring Peter in. So Peter had to be warming himself with the enemy's fire while John was already inside because he was highly connected to the high priest. Who are you connected to? I talk the way I talk now because I dislike Mr. President. Our destinies are intertwined. I want him to do well. I want him to succeed. I want him to have a legacy. And not just come. He came and went and nothing happened. 
Are you still here? Who did Jesus leave his mother with? Where was Peter? He had fled. Son, behold your mother, and woman, behold your son. And John took him, took her from that day, and began to take care of her. And who did he reveal complete revelation of himself to in the hand of my partners? He said, I was in the spirit in the last day. And I had a voice from heaven that says, come up here. And I will show you the things that will happen hereafter. Are you with me? Are they equal? So why do you expect that while last saying day, Elvis and Mike to minister the same way? Or Biola or I.D.? To minister the same way. Why do you have four synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? So that you can get the whole picture. Matthew can only get some snapshots with his camera. Mark can only get some snapshots. Luke can only get some snapshots. John can only get some snapshots. It's when you assemble all, you see a comprehensive picture. Do you understand this? And you don't know how many people are still. Anyone sitting in this front row, it will be your turn soon. It doesn't matter whether you are wife. A husband. I will call you on a Saturday evening when you are cooking. I say, woman, it's your turn next Sunday, including tapa tapa, ejina no babo. Do you understand me? Because you cannot judge me doing ewo gile genge. Lori adi igbotoko. No! This is the forefront of the hottest battle. You must have the word. Uh, I told someone, he said, uh, uh, sir, uh, leave me for now. And when I return, upon return, as he lands, I said, bah! Whatever Sunday, I say, it's done. It's then I will introduce him to you. Mm. If you think it is easy, it's coming to you. Anybody sitting in front, I will not let you know the day and the hour when the Son of Man will come. Mrs. B said to me, he says, yesterday, he said, have you called the person who will minister tomorrow? I said, why are you asking? He said, don't do it in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> so, my, she delivered you. <laughs> I, like, I like to wait till about 11 p.m. I said, are you sleeping? Wake up. You are ministering tomorrow. Because sometimes when I'm cooking this food, I'm there till 4 a.m. And I will catch one hour sleep. And I will quickly rush here. And, and then the pastor is getting too long. Those in the second row will not escape also. So you better change your seat. <laughs> How will you classify Paul? Who was not among the twelve? Who persecuted the church and intended to waste the church? When we get to where we are going, you will see useless prayers that will pray that in the days of the early church, if the church were made up of of, 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 of spineless people who cannot go through any hardship like we are today at Jabota Christians you'll be praying for God to kill Paul in the name of Jesus Saul of Tarsus fall down and die and you'd have killed two thirds of the New Testament you'd have killed mission to nations of the earth because you do not know that God allows him to run out of fuel so that he can feel him. What do you want to say? If you put them on the same pedestal, you think God would have used Peter in Rome? He got there, but he did not have what it takes to challenge Rome. He was not an intellectual. He was a fisherman. He was called unlearned and ignorant fisherman. Do you understand me? So God knows where I will fit him to. So he had to go and take this cosmopolitan man who was born in Tarsus, who knew how to say, will you beat a Roman? He could speak Greek fluently. 
He could speak Hebrew fluently. He could speak Latin. He could interpret. He could not be head of high priest with the head of Sadducees and Pharisees. If you are going to award marks, who did more? First Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians 15. I won't go beyond three things because this message cannot be finished in an hour. It's not possible. It is not possible. The reason you are, you are, you are fumbling is because you are treating everybody equally. So you give your attention to time wasters. You cast your peers before swine. And then you turn around and say, God is not really doing what he promised he would do. When it comes to honor, yes, honor all men. I didn't say hang around everybody. Don't despise anyone. But don't spend your time unwisely with people who are not going anywhere. I was going to play football with my friends and I told my mother, I'm a fellow bower, let me buy ball. My mother said, who are your friends? I said, those ones. She said, you're not going anywhere. These ones are not your friends. They are enemies of themselves. I said, mama, we are friends. I rejected in Jesus' name. They're not your friends. I'm putting that one there because he was not a Christian there. He said, they're not your friends. I said, why, mama? He said, sit in your house. These ones are not going anywhere. I said, mama, where am I going? He said, it's far. You are going to go far. And when you return, you still meet them there. 35 years after I met them. Who are colleagues, where they, they don't call me by name anymore. Who are colleagues? Who are age mates? But my mother could see that they were not going anywhere by their attitudes. Wow. By your conduct and by your character, you choose where you end your life, either in shame or in glory. Those are the lessons you taught me. I hope you have read that book. The woman who saw the future of valuable lessons my mother taught me. I couldn't, I couldn't tell anyone on this planet that I, I was a victim of peer pressure. My mother did not even allow peer talk less of pressure. <laughs> See, tomorrow I have a weakness that you don't know. You want to know that weakness? I don't know how to visit people. I don't know how to go anywhere because she conditioned. Sit down! You're not going anywhere. I plead with people. I might be no me on Jadeni. If you don't go where you should not go, you will not see what you should not see. You will not hear what you should not hear. You will not say what you should not say, and you will not do what you should not do. I don't go anywhere. And so don't think I'll come to accommodate you. Not coming there. Be my neighbor. Say amen. amen. Then you can stroll in in the evening. <laughs> and that you are my neighbor does not mean that I'm still coming to you. It's not pride. It's I've been conditioned this way. It's too late to learn how to go about. Fact number two about life. Based on the second scripture we read, the fact that men and women are born into the same family does not mean they will end up in the same way or end up in the same position in life. Hello. The fact that men and women were born into the same family does not mean that they will end up the same way or attain the same position in life. I'm not trying to mess up anybody, so let me use my daughter. How many children had your mom? Six. Six. How many are alive? Five. How many men of the five that are alive? One. How many women? Four. Where are they? In different places. Are you at the same level? Oh. I did. Sir. Papa and Mama, how many picking they get? Four. Four. Yes, sir. Mm. Where are they? In different. In different places. Are you operating at the same level? No, sir. Do you have the same level of income? No, 
the same level of exposure? Were you not born by the same parents? Were you not conceived in the same womb? My father had 22 children. How many do you know? Myself and my brother. And you got to know my brother because I spoke about him. That the people are born in the same family and they come through the same womb does not mean they will be in the same position or they will end the same way. And if care is not taken, if you are stupid, you let others pull you down to their level. It's called caring and carelessness. I'm not asking you not to help. But I know you see no There are some examples I don't like to give because they will just peel old wounds and they will make people will feel bad. I just got married. And I just started my chambers. And my brother, you know, sent two of his children to come to me to be living with me. I said, no, not here. You are going back. Your dad didn't send me to school. Isn't that hard? When I was going through school, he didn't contribute a dime. Now he wants me to carry his responsibility. No. Sorry. I was handing someone 10 naira a month. My hand was handing 375. Our total annie was less than 1,100. Huh? 1085. So out of it, I would give 200 naira to her for food. Out of my own, no. I didn't touch her own. She never, she, she had her own. Do you understand? 200 naira for food. At the time we started, my rent was 100 naira. I did insurance for 50 naira. I gave 50 naira to my mother. Where is the money to feed other mouths? What would I say now? They would say, I don't want to. Did they help me? I said, No. But when the time came, almost 29, 28 years now, September 7, I said to them, to all of them, to come. Everyone. And I began to settle and establish them one after the other. I trust God to help them to the end. Do you understand me? They will put all loads on you and, and I know it's by the grace of God. Do you understand me? I know it's by the grace of God, but don't frustrate that grace. I fuyekala wuwo. You cannot be light and say you are heavy. No. Do you know what that means? A virtuous woman, the Bible says, retains honor. But ruthless men retain riches. To be ruthless is not to be wicked. It's to be firm. Not to promise what you cannot deliver. And I, how, how do I feel I'm helping my brother now? No. I don't feel I'm helping my brother. I don't feel I'm helping my sister. I don't feel I'm helping anybody in the family. It's this constant thing that flows towards them. And make sure they're living comfortably and they're able to, to begin to redesign their lives. Do you understand me? But at the time they were asking for it, it was not fullness of time. I would have end, end, ended up on an empty tank. When we stand before God, even before then, nobody in my family will be able to say it, was, it didn't help us. None. Nobody. Did my best. I go out of my way to inconvenience myself. Do you understand me? Oh, Ofumikoto, Oleni. Kofuminara, Amu. People. Men and women may be born into the same family. They do not end up the same way and the same position in life. Finally, number three. People may start the race of life from the same sport, but not all of them will be crowned as winners at the end of the day. 
people may start the race of life from the same spot, but not all of them will be crowned as winners at the end of the race. Is that clear to you? If you were with me the day we went to Owu Compound, Owu Kingdom to do crusade, I was about to preach that outreach and I saw a classmate of mine. I jumped from the platform. Isma said, yes, you recognize me. We were in primary school from primary one to primary six. Our parents had some money better than I. By the time I got to secondary school, she was in form four when I was in form one. But the race of life is not when you start and where you start. It's how you finish. Do you understand me? Agama, Mike, are there people who are your classmates that you have to book appointment to see now? Not that you know for now. How about you? Who have gone ahead of you? It's not because you are lazy. At least one. Ah, thank you. With humility and under the hand of God. There is nobody I cannot call in this nation. That's not exaggeration. I don't, you can say you don't know me, but you cannot ignore me. I'm not kidding. It's not pride. I told the president, I said, Mr. President, when we ran together, you were GMB. I still remain PTB. But status has changed. You are now PMB. But rather than they leaving me at PTB, they have turned me to PO box. You are now private mailbag, PMB. Everybody that has an issue will bring their letters to me. We want to see him. And we know that you can, and you can, and you can, and you can. So I sift through. I can't, you know what he told me? He said, just be reading it on my behalf. <laughs> The one you think needs my attention, bring those ones to me. The rest, just drop them. Because <laughs> And yeah, Mr. President would testify that I never played to the gallery, gallery even with him. I don't go there to, to, to massage any ego. I go there to say it the way it is. Please, friends, that we are born same day, same time, does not mean we are going to end same, way, same place. Because all men are not equal. And no matter the height you attain, there will always be people above you and people below you. The way you treat those below you will determine whether you join those above. Are you listening to me? I think I need to stop here because if I don't, the next level is just too deep. In part one of this message three Sundays ago, I told you that equality is a worthy ideal pursued in the name of justice and human rights, but in the real world of results, things are never equal. Distinguished Senator to be MEC. You have just obtained PhD. The woman sitting next to you, what did you obtain? Huh? Nursing. You are a nurse. Okay. So, if they are looking for PhD holders, would they call her? No. If they are looking for nurses, would they call her? No. Know what is yours, accept it, mm. and rejoice, and let God lift you up. Yes, yes. Don't then become envious. Do you know, yeah, Mrs. Since he got this PhD, has just become proud. No. Sitting next to you is a woman who did not have PhD and not a nurse, but she's been commissioner three times. But that's history. Yes. Sir. Is that all God wants to do in your life? No. I was commissioner in Augusta three times with three uh, past tense. <laughs> There's something in the future. Yes, sir. So if you are looking in the rear mirror, you will hit your car. Yes, sir. I work on myself daily. 
I'm not sure you know that. Because his best is yet to come. I've not maximized my potentials. I'm not where God wants me to be. But I'm trusting him and I'm leaning upon him on daily basis to keep, to keep on pushing. Somebody say push. 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 Say it again. Push. Say it again. Push. Pray until something happens. Somebody say push. push. The faith without walk is dead. Walk towards it. Walk towards it. Walk towards on daily basis. The difference between your present and your future are the people you meet and the books you read. And many of you don't read nothing. You don't increase your vocabulary. Do you understand me? You don't have any experience and you don't need anyone. You, you are satisfied where you are. No, you are not contented. You are contained. Okay. Let me close with a few examples. I will key in here from next Sunday. If next Sunday comes. Because everything is in the hand of God. And I'll be here. I'm not talking of death. I may be somewhere else. To prove the point that we are not all equal, let us go to the first man on the face of the earth. Let's consider the genealogy of Adam. At least that was a man in the beginning. We can learn from him, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Genesis chapter number five. Is the only one I can deal with actually so that you can go. Genesis chapter five. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam in the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them and called them mankind. That's the meaning of Adam. Can James Bible say he called them Adam. Called them mankind in the day they were created. Who created them? How did he create them? Male and female created he them. And the Lord blessed them. And the Lord said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion. That's the only equality you have. How each person accesses those dimensions and manifests them are different. Now we are examining the genealogy of who? Adam. That's the first man, right? Okay, next verse. And Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Uh, I'm in trouble here this is serious trouble Adam lived Adam lived 130 years and begot Uh, he begot a uh, Adam begot a his name is Adam begot a his name is okay let's read the next one after I begot said the days of Adam were 800 years Ah. and he had sons and daughters what are their names huh not names or names unknown unknown unwept unsung tell me their names this is genealogy. And is it true, sir? Or God preacher, is it true that Adam had only one son called Seth? Huh? Okay. Genesis chapter 4. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother. Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a. Are they equal? Talk to me. Are they equal? Abel was a keeper of the sheep, and Cain was a tiller of the ground. And now we got to the genealogy, and they said Adam has only one son. 
How about the first two before? One killed the other. Abel was no more because his brother had killed him. It's my brother, he can't kill me. Or dead. Or dead. It's my brother, we came from the same womb. Oponu. Or dead. If he can't kill you, why is he envious of you? Why does he hate you? Why does he say one thing before you and another thing behind their back? He said, we are brothers, they can't kill me. Uh, in the first family, the first homicide centered around offering. The first homicide in Israel centered around offering. Offering is warfare. You give to God in an unusual way, your environment will not react negatively. Cain killed Abel, so could not make it to the genealogy. Abel had gone. But how about Cain? He departed from the presence of God. To depart from the presence of God is to be in hell. No matter what you get thereafter, is hell induced. Do you understand these things? This is the genealogy of Adam. He begot a son called Seth. And after he begot Seth, he had many sons and daughters. Do you know their compound name? Bawakunjo. Society. Our people. I think I need to stop here. This is my word of counsel. I will continue from here. Everything and everyone does not matter equally. Everything and everyone does not matter equally. Therefore, do not give the same attention to everyone and everything in your life. It's a very hard message. It's a very bitter truth. Everyone and everything does not matter equally. Therefore, do not give the same attention to everyone and everything in your life. Shall we rise to our feet? I will continue from there next time until you fully grasp and understand this message and know that purpose determines priority and priority will determine productivity. And without potentials, you cannot fulfill purpose. I'm so glad I'm going to meet with 3G again last Sunday of this month. Is it last Sunday at 3 p.m.? Next Sunday, by the grace of God. And I invite you all there, although it's your program, but I want you to know that you think you have purpose. If your potentials are not maximized, there's no way you fulfill purpose. There are hidden things that need to be discovered in you, developed and deployed so that you can truly fulfill purpose, set priorities, and be productive in your life. And you start school the same year. Does not mean you're in the same classroom. You don't get it. Huh? Yes, sir. That you are in the same class does not mean you are equal. Yes, sir. Uh huh. If there are 35 people in the class, they are not all first position, no. Uh huh. That's where it starts from. But you must find out what God created you for and accept it and walk in it and not let anyone or anything intimidate you. It's going to teach you how to invest your time instead of wasting it. Yes. Instead of spending it. You invest it. You know who to hang around. Yes. And you know those you are not allowed to hang around you. Because they are time wasters. They are, they are parasites. Just latch on to you. Say with me, all men, all men are, not equal, are not equal. And all things all are, not equal. are not equal. No, I need to recommend Judge Wells for you, animal kingdom. All animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. Comrade Laponian is always right. I will work harder. They killed him and eliminated him. Do you understand me? Don't waste your time. Don't waste your life. Find out what you are created for. Proceed with vigor, with grace of God, and distinguish yourself from the pack. Deliver yourself from the perversity of your generation. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, I give you glory and praise for the opportunity to share these simple words and simple truths with people. 
The people who are born in the same family does not mean they will end up in the same position in life. That they start the race together does not mean every one of them will win. Father, even apostles were treated differently by the Lord Jesus Christ because he knows what's in every man. Grant me grace to know who I am because I know who you are. Until I know who you are, I cannot really find myself. Reveal yourself to us and by the Holy Spirit help us to know ourselves. Know thyself! And stay within the boundary that God has put you so that you can have influence in the world. Receive all the glory and all the praise for this message, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, the people say, Amen. Thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today, but it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's word. I pray that the word of God you have received will sink deeply into your hearts and bring forth tangible fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. In addition, I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye Bye for for now. now.